Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So this is Noah Daniels from The Real Hauntings. Just before I introduce you, I want to tell the audience very quickly because I'm thinking about doing in- introductions before because usually I do them afterwards and I'm like, what did we talk about? But I do want to cover with you. So you obviously have a podcast about like ghosts and spooky stuff. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about like Halloween because that originated in Ireland. Um, also touch on like a ghost story, like a love story since it is a dating relationship podcast as well. And chat a bit about you and your podcast, Mr. Noah Daniels. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, our podcast is Real Hauntings. The full title is like Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories, but we just go for Real Hauntings. That just helps with the search algorithms. But yeah, I um, I have some good juicy ghost stories for you with uh, celebrities that have had sex with ghosts and uh, some other fun stuff like that. And then, yeah, sure. Just some uh, anecdotes from our podcast, stuff like that. But thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, I love that you have ghost celebrity sex stories. Let's talk about that. That's way more funner than any of the stuff <laughs> I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't. So it's funny. If, if you listen to the early days of our podcast, we had this running joke where we would give out our email address, which is just realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com. But it became a runner where we'd be like, if you've had sex with a ghost, email us. Uh, spoiler, nobody ever did. I guess it's hard to find people who are willing to talk about having sex with a ghost, but several celebrities claim that they have. One of the most interesting was Lucy Liu. I I love Lucy Liu. Well, she claims that a ghost was sent to her by God and that the sex was so good on her couch that she actually climaxed, which, hey, good for her. I don't know. I would feel like especially in the me too era, how do you like consent with ghost sex? I feel like that's one of those things that just happens and hopefully you're okay with it. I don't know. I also feel like you're thrown in too many. There's like religion and mythology. So it's like, it's a ghost or did he send you an angel and it's God? I don't think if anything we know about God, he's not very sex positive from what our, our learning of it is. I don't think he's sending out horny ghosts, but you know what? Maybe that's what maybe he's trying to communicate to us that he is sex positive. So he's sending ghosts and that the the literature is wrong. He's been he's been um seen as a wrong. I don't know. That's very strange. Lucy Lou, was she on drugs? She didn't say she was. The only thing I could think of, and and it it made me think about this in a lot of these stories. So on our podcast, we have guests on who share for the most part their firsthand accounts uh with the supernatural so it's their personal ghost stories and we've heard a lot of stories about sleep paralysis i don't know if you've experienced that katie but i have you know yeah so i i have it as well i see spiders but i mean basically it's where for your audience if they haven't experienced it's where you're kind of like frozen in your bed but you feel as if you're awake and experiencing the world but then you experience something that 
really isn't real, hopefully. Um, so I wonder if some of these ghost stories where people were saying they had sex with ghosts is, you know, were they in sleep paralysis and just had a wet dream? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's the craziest stories ever, right? Yeah, maybe. And like, who are we? And like, maybe they are. Maybe there's people having sex with ghosts, you know, I don't want to. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you're right. I, I also think with sleep paralysis, it could be sleep paralysis or maybe there's like little demons lurking in the room. Yeah. I, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, that's the other thing. So with our podcast, it's me and two other, um, hosts, Kat and JJ, and we're all, uh, comics here in Atlanta, but when we started it, we were all skeptics. That was kind of our niche for, uh, you know, this medium, but we're different levels. So one host is super skeptic. And then uh, that's JJ. Kat and I are a little more open-minded. I mean, at this point, I'm almost a believer. We've done like a hundred something episodes. And like, I was like a, almost like a four on the belief scale. And now I'm probably like a seven. So I'm more inclined to believe that these people may have had some kind of experience, but I don't know. Like, it just seems like, okay, so here's a a more um, relevant artist, I guess. So Kesha also claims that she had sex with a ghost to the extent that she made a song called Supernatural about her sexual relationship with the ghost, which I don't think I've heard that song before. I haven't heard it either. And I know this is mean of me, but I'd love to hear that from a but then again okay this is a horrible thing when it's like when you're skeptical it's like were they on drugs do you have mental health history so there's always a way you can kind of justify that it's not a real thing because you could have a mental health history and if ghosts are real you could experience ghosts so um it's kind of a hard one can i uh, i yeah i'm like whatever if you said you saw aliens cool like it doesn't affect me um i say to ghosts like if i so there was a place that I stayed in back home and like my family's always say that it's um, haunted and that different people in my family have experienced this like lady ghost. But I'm terrified of that stuff. And I have um, uh, that sleep paralysis and really bad night terrors. So yeah. when I was staying there every night, I was like, look, ghost lady, I can't mentally deal with it if you turn up. So just don't come to me tonight. And I said that every night and she didn't come to me. So I think she was like, you know what? I don't want to give this girl a breakdown. <laughs> right. I mean, all it takes is a positive affirmation to keep the ghost away. We hear that a lot on our podcast where people will like scream out a Bible verse or, or something letting the ghost or spirit know they don't want them around. Um, and most of the time, it seems like it works. I mean, we do have some stories where like, you know, alleged demons and stuff, they don't seem to care about what you scream out. They still uh, come to get you. But yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I also found a story on Bobby Brown, who, you know, was married to Whitney Houston. So he actually claims that he was in a mansion in Georgia and that he was mounted by a ghost. This was actually an uh, a video clip from 2020 where he told this story, uh, the TV show, not the year. But mm-hmm. um, and they asked him, they were like, well, were you sober? Because, I mean, he has a bit of a history with a public history with drugs. And he was like, yeah, I was stone cold sober. He was like, the ghost came down. We hooked up. She mounted me. We had sex. It was great. And I was just like, this is some wild stuff. Like You're these right. people are having it's, sex with ghosts. It's weird. And then it's like with the whole consent thing, it's like, boo. wait, yeah. no, me boo. Yeah. <laughs> That's so bad. I'm so sorry. Oh I'll go I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to mute myself. I have a cold and I'm like, can't laugh. Um, Everybody has colds now because we were like uh, germ free for so long. So now we just went and breathe the air. I have a cold too. And like two of my other friends who I run a show with the other night were like, we can't go because we've cold. But um, um, I think 
uh i also would be like oh he did drugs before he's probably having like one of those pasts you yeah. know where they say like you can have hallucinations but i don't know yeah i wouldn't be also if you have sex with a ghost are you cheating i mean i feel like if there's any free pass one even if you tell your partner like hey i cheated on you with a ghost what are they gonna do i mean are they gonna even believe you at that point like I'd it may be make mad. me more it may make me more skeptical about anything else you tell me like okay who's this ghost what's her number where she's at you know but i i would give my partner a pass if if uh it well okay here's the 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 dividing point because this lady isn't a celebrity but this is the last uh sex with ghost story now i think if you cross into this threshold then yes it's cheating so her name, and apparently this was a big story, I think in like 2018. Her name is Amethyst Realm. So digest that for a minute. Um, and she's from England. She claims that she's had sex with up to 20 ghosts. She stopped having any relationships with humans. So no more human men. I think that was her choice of a uh, partner. And then she fell in love with her last ghost partner, who she also claims to be a medium. So she claims that this last ghost partner was a pirate that was 300 years old. And she planned on having his ghost baby. And she believes it's going to come to full term and be like a real half human, half ghost baby. And this was like on Good Morning America, like every, you know. They all had her on, so. Yeah, but like it's like ghost sperm, so I don't think it works. Um, also like at least there's not much of a cleanup, I guess, if you're having sex. There's just so much there though to digest. So like, firstly, I struggle. Like, I love my boyfriend, but I struggle with dating people in my own time zone. Time, sure. Time, not time zone. What's a time? Um. Um. Uh. Loop. Uh, yeah. Dimension. Um, yeah. Never mind. Space. Pirate. He's probably like bend over bitch and then he like hits you or something i don't know it's give like me the different... booty all right that's a yeah. terrible well it's like a totally different that's wild i feel bad for ghosts then if they're stuck in this loop and they're still dating that's mm. the one thing i want to be done when i'm dead i don't want to be still trying to date oh my god that's awful how many ghosts do you think in the ghost community use the terrible like i got ghosted joke and they're just like <laughs> all right yeah we get like Good i job. ghosted her <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that... I think that's that's definitely the line of cheating, though. Like if you're going to the point where you're planning on carrying a ghost baby, then fine. But th- th- here's the crazy thing. I mean, here's the crazy thing. Um, <laughs> she said that people can have phantom pregnancies. So that's what she expects it to be. But if she believes that it's real, then a real baby will come out. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just it's hard because like there was so much like of calling women crazy and burning mm. them at the stake. Yeah. Then you're like, this is too far. <laughs> this is yeah. like, you know, this, uh, are we like, is this woman safe? <laughs> you know, where is she having sex with these ghosts? Where is she trying to, how do you, how, does she have to go to a ghost gynecologist to make sure the baby's okay? <laughs> Just goes to another medium. I mean, you know, we've interviewed a ton or not a ton, but we've interviewed a lot of mediums and psychics and some of them have gotten to be some of my, uh, I would consider them like friends now. And it's really interesting to watch them work through their process, especially like uh, the one that I would consider a friend. Her name's Evelyn. Sometimes I forget that that's like part of her life. And we'll be like, uh, say before we're going to record or whatever, just talk, just catching up. And I'll see her like stop and get like a, a message or whatever from a spirit. And I'm like, oh, right. That's a thing that you do. Like it's, 
it's really interesting to now she doesn't claim to sleep with ghosts you know she's more of like a traditional medium psychic but it that's my my favorite part of the podcast is interviewing people who seem to have like x-men powers you know who can like communicate with the dead and then they tell you something about yourself that I mean, I've had mediums on the podcast say things that are so accurate that I deny it's true because I'm yeah. like, I'm not ready to share this with our entire audience. Like this is yeah. too close to home. That stuff, I have no idea how to explain. I mean, I just don't. I'm, it's the most fun to have those people. It's just strange though. I don't know. Like if you're to believe in it, that means that after you die, there's still this point where you just might be kind of like, Ugh, stuck in this in between Limbo or something yeah, yeah. And that doesn't sound like fun so well i'm curious so not to interview you on your podcast i've gotten to interview a couple times already but um oh that's the other thing audience check out our podcast because katie has been on a couple times and she's always wonderful so and funny. funny on there but so for me one of the big reasons i started my podcast was i have a fear of death i want to believe that there's something after we die do you share that at all like is that a part of your mentality or are you just like whatever happens, happens? Um, I just think that we probably are done because yeah. it's nearly impossible to think that there is. Um, like I'm, you know, that if we believe that there's like a heaven or your soul goes somewhere, then you also can believe in like other dimensions that you live a different version of your life or that they're or like reincarnate and like the thoughts of reincarnation I hate that I don't want to have to go like I love my life and I love all the work I've gotten to this part and like could you imagine like building a life with someone like a partner or your career and then to just right. go I have to start that again that's exhausting it's too much work <laughs> so yeah. um and I like it's kind of scary when you think about it like there might be nothing when we're done or especially if you've lost someone that you love that's very hard right. to think about it that way because you don't want to think about them just being gone but I think it makes you be like okay well in one way it makes you like enjoy every moment and the other way it can make you put pressure on it being like I should be enjoying my yeah. life <laughs> yeah um, that, I think it it affects me that way where I mean it's such a cliche thing to say but it's kind of like that YOLO mentality where if there's that 50 50 thing that presents itself to me, I'll just be like, I'm going to do this Same. because, you know, and a lot of times it's worked out for me, like creatively, that kind of stuff, risk taking, but there's been times where I have probably made mistakes from that mentality too. So, I mean, it's a tricky balance, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, if there is nothing else, I don't want to have any regrets. So it's, you know, Go big yeah. or go home, I guess. But the thing is, as well, if this is the, true, you won't have regrets because you'll just stop existing. Yeah, you won't have anything. <laughs> you know, the worm food. Yeah. Well, I'm. I do worry that it is like when you get um. Have you ever gotten um? Where they put you under? What's it called? Not yeah. a, mm -hmm. a, anesthesia. What? Anesthetic. Yeah. Or yeah. anesthesia. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. like amnesia, anesthesia, and um, they put you under, and you're just you don't exist because you just wake yeah. up and like time has passed. And so that's why I'm like, that was the main thing that made me think, Oh, is this what death is like? And also like you think about people who like lose their memories because their brain gets hit. So right. our essence is part of our body. Like you have memories because of smell and your brain and uh, touch. So it's hard for me to think that we would be like bodyless. But then you have people saying they're talking to ghosts. So I don't fucking know. But maybe they're not ghosts, though. Maybe if the other dimension things is true, like that there's multiple timelines, 
maybe they're like someone who got like kind of like oops stepped over a different Some version of them that just yeah peeked but, in i mean i don't know well, I, i'm curious so we're in the spooky season obviously and if, if you could be say like a vampire and hypothetically live forever would you take that route i mean with the negative no. that comes with that no no, no i don't want to live forever I would hate to see my family die and it will kind of be like, I'm already like, oh, I'll put off editing this until like 2 a.m. Imagine if I could sure. just live forever. I'd never get anything done. <laughs> so I no. know, like, I guess it's like uh, maybe it's the uh, narcissism or something. I don't know. Like, I think I would do it. I just assume that you would make new family and friends over time, but I'm sure it would get like pretty bleak there towards no, I'd hate that because I like daylight. No. And then like, or even in more um, immortality. I remember being on a date with this guy and he, it really bothered him because he was like, oh, the next step in, he's a scientist. And he was like, it will be immortality. Like we'll extend life as fast, as far as we can. And I was like, that sounds awful to me. And he was like, well, and I like, I think, you know, what's more important is like curing like cancer or all of those sure. things. So we can have like a good quality of life. But I think what makes life important and you enjoy experiences and like falling in love or like you know relationships or having kids if you decide to do that or even just fucking being alone but is that it there is a time limit on it so yeah. i don't think i don't and plus as well that just be rich fucking people they'd be just live forever yeah just bezos running running everything yeah. i don't know it's uh it's a tricky balance i mean it's as i said i have a fear of death so that's something i probably think about more than i should so have I ever told you my ghost story of why I started like the, no, I guess the me. antithesis of the podcast. So people usually like this story. It's, it happened when I was probably like 12 or 13. And I know I said earlier that I am a skeptic. I do have this memory of this ghost story and it has been verified by the other people in the room. I think the only reason that I don't come right out and say, yes, I believe in ghosts. I had this experience because there's a little bit of fear there that if I admit that is real, then what else do I have to accept that is real? You know, like yeah. it, I feel like it would kind of break down the barriers of my reality, which is a comic. I think that's what I survive with is the reality that I've created for myself. Um, so I was at my friend's house. He grew up in a house that I grew up in a small town in Mississippi, but his house literally took up an entire block. Um, it was a, it was a mansion. Um, I think it was probably built by slaves, if I'm being honest. Um, and it always felt haunted. It even had an elevator in it that would just turn on in the middle of the night and just like open. Nobody would be in it closed. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's just a ghost. No big deal. So we would play hide and go seek. I think we were like 12. His sister was like maybe 11, 10. And we played hide and go seek in his room. We shut the door, turn off all the lights. And it's a version of hide and go seek where you have to hide. You can't move. Whoever's it has to find you. So I was it. And I saw one of them take off across the room, which was breaking the rules. So I was going to be a jerk and like slap them like really hard, like, you know, like in the body, not, it wouldn't hurt them, but anyway, just to like surprise them. So I was like, aha. And when I did, my hand went through them, like right through them. And you know how, like when it's pitch black, dark, your eyes, adjust to a certain degree and you can see like objects and, and you feel like you kind of have a, you, you can feel your surroundings. You can still see like where the bed is, you know, that kind of stuff, but you can't completely make things out. So when my hand went through them, I froze. And then 
it was like the the darkness of the entity was facing the opposite direction kind of and then the head just turned and faced me and there were two reflective lights i would say they were red that part i don't remember exactly i just remember them being kind of like shiny reflective we all screamed the thing vanished we ran out of the room we turned on all the lights in his playroom which is probably the size of the house i grew up in and we just sat there in silence and nobody said a word and everybody else saw it as well yeah and now i haven't talked to his sister or her friend about it but i do see that friend um his name is bill i see him probably once every two or three years uh he'll come down to atlanta from florida and we'll go to a concert he actually texted me yesterday about going to see metallica and whenever we see each other that's the first thing i go hey you remember that and he's like yep yep now he has no idea that i have this podcast and i've told his story like a thousand times he doesn't know why did you not post about it on your page not um no uh (laughs) No. So, I mean, yeah, he has no idea. I guess I should tell him, but then I'm like, I don't know what else I've said about his life in that house. So it's like, yeah. You know, but, but that was pretty crazy. And that's something that always stick with me. And then I had um, another experience where I was probably about 15. It was a storm and the thunder woke me up. And when I opened my eyes, there was a lady's face. I don't know, maybe like a foot from my face but it felt like her face was much bigger than mine. And it was extremely bright and she was yelling. Like her mouth was open, like yelling aggressively yelling towards my face. And then she was gone. And it freaked me out so much that I ran downstairs, woke my parents up. And I was like, there's a ghost. And it's yeah, da, da, da. And my mom was like, maybe it's an angel. And I never cussed in front of my parents. And I was like, it's not a fucking angel. And they were like, oh, okay, you can go back to sleep. And I was just like, all right. But I later found out that apparently when you're woken up by like a storm like that, sometimes your brain can't interpret the lightning fast enough. So it'll like create images. So I think that's what that was. But yeah. Or did anybody in your family or your uh, anybody, you know, died around that time? I don't think so. Um, Well, I did have one person close to me pass away. So it could have been possible. I I don't remember if it was before or after that, but it would have been around that time. Now I did see her. um, She kept me a lot as a child and she was like a second mother to me. When she passed away, I did have a dream like a couple of nights later where we just like hung out and talked about her post-mortem. Like she was like, I'm fine now. I don't hurt anymore. She had um, kidney failure. And so that was pretty interesting too. But again, like some of this stuff, it's pretty easy to explain away. The one I can't is seeing the ghost when we were playing tag. I mean, it looked like um, a Jawa from Star Wars. Like, I have no idea how to explain that. No idea. Well, the because the woman screaming, that's like Irish folklore where like a banshee mm-hmm. will come and visit you in the night and scream. And it means someone's yeah. going to die. It's like the... Oh, shit. Yeah, she's letting you know someone's about to die in your family. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought of automatically when you said that. Um, and that is what it looked like. Like if I had to describe a banshee, it would be a perfect description. So it'd be interesting if maybe um, your sec- like your second mother passed away after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I-, I wonder. I don't know. I mean, it's I've had a lot of weird things like that happen. Some of the mediums and stuff have said that I have like that intuition or whatever that's a little hard for me to like it's a little too woo woo for me to buy completely in on that but i do get um 
uh, what do you, deja vu really, really strong to the extent it doesn't happen as often as it used to, but to the extent where sometimes I'll just be like, Oh, this person's about to say this. And then they'll say it. And then I'll be like almost in third person be like, now I'm going to say this. And then I'll just kind of snap out of it and be like, Oh, like gives me like the kind of like funky chills, like gross. I didn't like that. Um, and then I'll have dreams sometimes that come true. But the weirdest thing is sometimes I just have stuff come to me where it's like, this is going to happen. And then maybe it's like watching a TV show or something, but then it's like, well, maybe I'm just intuitive and not special. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know. Yeah. And I guess if you are a little bit, um, skeptic, is that the word you said earlier of it? It's not going to let you also really explore that. So I guess if you believe it, you'll probably explore it more and it'll happen more. Yeah. I tried to be more open-minded after interviewing so many mediums and stuff and them telling me that I really need to explore it more. But the, the really weird thing for me is, so my dad is like traditional conservative, traditional conservative, like Southern guy, um, not redneck, but definitely conservative. And one day we were driving around and I just asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, I get these weird things where I get these premonitions that come true and deja vu and stuff. He was like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me my entire life. And then he told me a story where my sister was in a car wreck. She was fine. But um, something in his brain was like, she's about to call. She's been in a car wreck. And then the phone rang right then. And she had been in a car wreck. You know, that's scary. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get the deja vu a lot and the um, like uh, lucid dreaming a lot and like mm. night really bad nightmares. But. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my god. So, and I know that your podcast is, you know, more relationship uh, centric. So, I also have this is just a side note. It doesn't have anything to do with my podcast, but I would be curious to get your take on this, or maybe it's just an antidote. But so, I'd been married before, and um, I guess we were together probably total like six years or so I'd had a long-term relationship in college that ended. And then I rebounded into a marriage like pretty young. And it was that, uh, classic trope of, I I came home one day and, um, my wife at the time was like, I'm not attracted to you anymore, which really fucked my head up because I think I had just lost, I mean, not just lost, but over a course of time, I'd lost about 115 pounds, uh, finally got my shit together, got in shape. So at that point, I was like the most attractive I was ever going to be. You know, I was like mm-hmm. early 20s in shape and I just, I didn't understand. And so we, we worked at it for like a year, finally got a divorce. It was fairly amicable, but I never understood what that, I mean, obviously I understand when somebody says they're not attracted to you anymore. I'm not, you know, naive or think that I'm some gift to women. It was just like the timing of it was just so strange, you know? And I thought maybe there was a chance that she wasn't into men anymore uh, in general, but that felt so egotistical to even be like, well, she's not into me. She must not be into men, (laughs) you know, like I was like, so I didn't know. And then I think like a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my mom and she had talked, she spoke with a family member of my ex and she was like, Oh, you know how you always thought maybe uh, she was lesbian now. And I was like, yeah, 
but she like disappeared off social media. So, I mean, there was no way for me to, and we don't really talk. And she was like, well, she is, she moved to, um, you know, this, she named a state and she's like, she moved there with another woman and they've been living together for like four years and she's out now. And it was such a relief to hear that, to finally have some closure. But also I was like, Hey, can I get back all the time that I spent with my body dysmorphia and everything else I developed from that relationship? So yeah, that's a, a little bit of building blocks of who I am and why I do comedy, I guess. I don't know. Well, there's also a lot there, like for your ex, um, firstly, she could be bisexual. Yeah. So, um, for sure. Yeah. And then if, uh, or, you know, or like that, she could have, she could have just found out afterwards that she was actually more into women or she is. And she came from a really religious house. Like when we decided we were going to get a divorce, they told her that she was going to hell if she got a divorce. So, so hard. It must've been really hard for her to figure out. um, Exactly. Yeah. And so with you being at your, what you think is your hottest, I'm sure like it is physically, but also she might, if she never turned out to end up having a female partner, I was thinking, oh, maybe she likes heavier men. <laughs> That's all I maybe. was thinking when you were starting. Yeah. To, because you'd be surprised, like people are just attracted to different things. You know, like this is my sure. friend and he's gay and he loves like he calls them bears, like big, right. thick men. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the fact now that she's now with a woman, like maybe she just never got a chance. And like that was something I was just watching uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's. Um, it's called like Sex Relationship and Goop and there's a lesbian mm-hmm. couple on it. And when they met, she had a boyfriend, but she said that when she met this girl and she never again, both of them came from religious um, households or like something that like they never got to explore that or that was never an option. Um, But she said that she was like, oh, this was the thing that was missing. So she would have considered herself straight until she kind of got the chance to explore that. So that might have been the same with your ex-partner. Yeah, I think it it was definitely some of that there. So at that time period, I was doing it like mixing up a lot of different exercises to kind of keep me interested and, you know, staying in shape or whatever. So I had done boxing for a couple of years. And then she got into it. And um, and look, I know to your audience, I know this stuff sounds cliche, but it's it's just what happened. I can only tell my story. <laughs> so um, as time went on, her friend group kind of slowly became uh, more people who identified as being lesbian. And so I don't know if her finally getting to be around people that were maybe actually like minded to her kind of helped her realize like, oh, this is a possibility. You know, they're people that are who they want to be and and I can be, you know, that kind of stuff, which I certainly sympathize with. I just from my own personal experience, I wish she just would have been honest because, you know, we we were young enough then that um, we could have figured it out, you know, and, and moved on without the as much trauma. But but she probably uh, didn't know, like, if oh, here's the other scenario. If you got to the fittest you you were, like the best looking, yeah. best version of yourself that you think, and then she saw that too, and she was like, there's still something missing. Right. Because as she said, she said, I'm not attracted to you anymore. So you had gotten yeah. to your hottest level. She's not still not attracted to you. But it's like, she probably was like, well, like, he's at his best. I'm still missing this right. attraction. And then probably afterwards, I don't know her, but I'm just guessing she might have started to explore different like queer yeah. relationships, maybe. So she probably didn't know. She probably was just like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not attracted to you. I can't. She probably. Yeah. We, a lot of I time mean, we can't explain it ourselves if we haven't explored it. I mean, that part she definitely figured out because we didn't sleep together, I think, for like a year or the last year of the relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was obviously something was missing and look, it all but, worked out. 
you know but that happens in straight couples like my ex-boyfriend in ireland we stopped sleeping together like the last few months of the relationship and i just stopped i don't know what it was there was some click in me that i just stopped being attracted to him but i've been attracted to other men my boyfriend now is a man yeah Um, i think it's a way for us to non-verbally communicate things i don't know i think i just i wanted to i was trying to push through it but then it's Mm -hmm. like there's so much in sex okay like that we just don't know like watching this goop show was amazing because she was saying like a lot of couples will come together and they have different uh erotic um energies to like there's like Mm -hmm. all these different versions of things that you like that you just might not know because you haven't explored because sex is like intercourse and that's what we're told but like some people get off more with like energetic sex or like kinky and people think kinky is just like whips and stuff but it's not it can be like she explains it in it but it can be like different things like just adding in a toy or Mm -hmm. um or like just being tied up like it doesn't have to be like a high pain threshold either and then um there's like sensual or there's people who really like sexual which is like what we've been told so it's like trying to figure out what you like um so like I know with my ex in Ireland it was just like normal sex and like it just got born and I just didn't like it um but like when my partner now he's like very he's into stuff I've never even heard of like he does like massage sex and stuff like I'm like what you massage me and you get off that's great but that there's opening up this conversation to like he's into toys and stuff and like I've Uh never had any I explored that with other people other than like a vibrator but it's like you know you could break up with someone and this is the thing that they were saying in the show like you you could break up with them thinking you're not sexually attracted to each other anymore but it's actually uh, sex is a skill and you have to develop it with the person yeah. you're with and figure it out and explore and that's why like sex therapists are actually very good because they can yeah. and then for women there's things like the pill can make you um uh, affect your sex drive or it could be just like if you had a kid you're just like worn off you or lexapro i don't know if you're yeah. on an antidepressant but i've been on lexapro now for like seven months six months and um yeah, it definitely affects your sex drive. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of positives that come out of it, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it hasn't taken away the desire or need. I mean, I still have sex, but it's, it's certainly, I can tell that my drive is lower than it used to be. Yeah. And well, that's the same for women. I've heard my friends, I've never been on antidepressant, but them saying that like it stopped their vagina getting wet. So they'd have to like use lube and just kind of like their desire, but also what's great about these other techniques is it's not like because sometimes the thing the thought of just having sex is exhausting but if you're just like hey I'm just gonna like rub your body or like and you get you get in the zone then slowly instead of it being like let's have sex now come on bang and that energetic sex is fun too because if you're like you know I was thinking about this they didn't say this on the show but I was thinking about like for guys who struggle with hard-ons or for women who are in their head and I feel like uh ed or like um the one not easy but where you're like you get in your head and you can't you lose your heart on or like for women that's the same with orgasm and you get in your head and you can't orgasm but this energy sex thing like it was wild basically it's like they're just touching your body until a sensitive zone happens Mm -hmm. and then you say more and then they're like touching it but you can literally orgasm just true you're not like coming but it's the same because you're you're set you're like all your hair follicles they're like they were saying they're like erect he was like oh my little hairs have hard ons <laughs> it was so funny but it's true you're like you're so heightened sensually and it's like you're just out of your head because it's not physical sex yeah. so it's like, like a great I'm like, oh. zone i guess yeah like she was saying for one of the girls like behind her knee 
and so there's all these different parts of the body and then if you work with your partner you can find out what they like like he was like I hate having my nipples touched and then she was like I think he just has really sensitive nipples so let's work towards them so she was doing like circles towards it and he was like actually that feels great (laughs) I think there's also a lot to be said for chemistry you know I think a lot of people jump into relationships for different reasons because you know sex doesn't have to be the predominant reason that you end up with somebody and I think Mm -hmm. also as you know long-term relationships move forward there has to be more there than just sexual attraction because so much happens in life um you know people get sick you know people you know i mean there's just a lot like you know long-term partners you really got to be solid but it's a tricky balance because it is such an a, a an important part of the relationship you know it can bring people back together it can change moods it can add so much harmony to a relationship and it's just fun you know so it's it's obviously good to have i'm curious to get your take on something and this isn't quite supernatural, but it's something that's always stuck with me. And I, I wonder if you've ever had something like this. So I remember like most of my dreams, right when I wake up or whatever, and the impactful ones tend to stick with me forever, I guess. Um, so I remember I had this dream when I was probably like early twenties and I don't know. Do you watch Rick and Morty by chance? Uh, I've seen the odd episode. Okay. So there's this episode where Wordy puts on a VR headset and he goes through this uh, avatar's entire life, like from birth to death. So this dream was kind of like that. I fell in love with um, a woman uh, to the point that like in the dream, we got married, we had kids, um, went on vacation. Um, I don't, it seems like maybe she died or I was going to die. And that's when I woke up. But that's the only time I've ever had a dream where I saw like the majority of a life play out with somebody who it felt so real. Like, I don't know if I really believe in soulmates or meant to be or that kind of stuff, but that feeling in that dream is what I would have described that as. And yet it wasn't real. It was just a dream. And have you felt that with other partners since that they're like that soulmate? I mean, sure. I'm, I'm married now. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, no, fuck my <laughs> wife. <laughs> um, no, for sure. But I mean, it's like, it's, it's just maybe because it was a dream and it felt like things were so heightened and fast because, mm-hmm. you know, it, all this happened in the course of that one dream. So the emotions of it felt so strong when I woke up, like, I was like weeping when I woke up um, yeah. because it wasn't real. You know, I was like, it felt so real, but I didn't know, like, is that normal? Have you ever experienced? I haven't, I've only experienced it that one time. Um, I've definitely had like night terrors and stuff where, uh, you know, these horror dreams happen and nightmares, but that's the only time where I really had a dream where had I never woken up from that dream, I would have just been like, yeah, this is my life. This is real life. The other part is a dream, you know? Yeah, no, no. I've had like dreams. I feel like real life, like where I wake up or I'm be talking to people and be like, wait, no, we didn't do that. That wasn't a dream, but not where I've lived a whole life and had a partner and kids and a family. So it's crazy. I still remember like us talking about it now in my mind's eye. I can see us me with this family that doesn't exist sitting on a couch like in a like stereotypical suburban home just sitting on that couch and it's just so strange knowing that that wasn't real you know and do you think that was like another life thing I don't know I mean I 
I don't like buy into too much of that kind of stuff. I would be interested to maybe dive into it more with maybe like a medium or something and see what they have to say. But again, I feel like it's one of those conversations where you can get really vulnerable and people can just tell you what you want to hear. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it was me and another, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know. That's true. I feel like you keep being like, I'm not really into this, but like I have past life. I'm not really into that, but I met a ghost yesterday. I'm not really into this, but there was a demon with me and my friends. <laughs> I think you don't want to. Yeah, you just are like nervous to look into it more or have people because people judge you where I'm always like whatever. Like, that's why I say like whatever people believe in, because we just don't know. Apparently aliens are floating around there during the <laughs> pandemic. So we, we can't feel like. Well, talking about my first marriage the reason that's been on my mind more now is because I wrote a um I mean I call it a short but it's a 30 minute rom-com and I've had it written for like pre-pandemic we were supposed to film that May and it's changed a couple times uh just because the uh, it's been so long since it was written and now we're getting ready to film it in February I think or January February but I put it on the shelf because it's not like exactly what happened to me. It's just inspired by that. So like, instead of somebody being married, it's somebody who's getting ready to propose and then they propose and their fiance tells, or their girlfriend tells them, I'm not attracted to you. And it plays out in this like embarrassing way where the future love interest is actually the waitress that's bringing him the champagne with the, you know, ring in it. And it's, you know, all those kind of tropes and stuff. But I started to feel guilty for writing it because I was like, well, what if that's not true? You know, I don't want to put that out in the universe if she's not actually into women, you know, if that wasn't. But now that I know that that was the root of what happened, I feel more comfortable putting it out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There was really no point to that. I just <laughs> wanted to say. No, no, no. I know it sounds like you're still sort of sorting through what happened to you. But look, yeah, if sure. she didn't end it with you, you wouldn't be with your wife now. So yeah true very true um and she could have not figured that out for another 10 years and i think it's not her fault it's not your fault it's the lack of education the lack of exploration sure. like the lesbian couple that was on that <laughs> you got to stop referring to this Gwyneth Paltrow. i just watched it so <laughs> but their big thing was that there's no education for them i'm like i couldn't imagine i like one time and the listeners know this but like a girl wanted me to go home with her but the first thing that came into my head was like i just learned how to do guys like I don't know you know and that took me like 15 (laughs) years to learn so I don't know I think it must be very very terrifying to try to figure out something outside of your comfort zone outside of what you've been told so never mind you have to deal with people's opinions and the stress of that situation and family you also have to like figure out even if there's no place to figure out even if you like and especially in like oh rural America like, I couldn't believe this. I was watching this. I watched Monsterland, which is a great um, series for anybody who's in the Halloween mood. It is You have to Google. On Hulu, right? Yeah, you kind of have to Google after each episode to be like, what does this mean? Well, okay. <laughs> just to see if you're right. That's what I was doing. There was one episode and her friends were performing an abortion on her. And I just like was just like so like middle America um, no options. And like America goes on like it's this great fucking place. And, you know, uh, the best country in the world, land of the free. And it's like not at all in outside of like the cities. And the fact that she had yeah. no other option, there was no like pill or doctor or no one for her to speak to. And she ends up having the baby. And it's like kind of and in the episode, they portray her as the monster because of what she ends up doing. But I'm like, mm. I kind of get 
why she would be pushed to what she did because she's still just a child and it's just like yeah. really horrible what was the point why was i saying this oh just saying yeah how there's like all of those type of situations where there's no help um for yeah. things like no matter what and that's another thing no matter what globally and religions all can come together that there's shame around sex and they use it yeah there's a real lack of compassion and i feel like since the pandemic people are even less likely to certain people i'll say are less likely to be compassionate and see you know the other side of what other people are going through just because we've all missed out on so much this past year that people just want to push forward with whatever their agenda is you know they want to do but i don't know man you got to be nice to people around you and give a shit if we ever want things to get better but how's your body dysmorphia now you feeling good ha um yeah I mean, I, so when I lost my weight, I was like 300 pounds. I was a high school athlete, uh, that played football. And so the weight made sense. And then I went to college and it just was like, um, and then I lost it and I kind of hover around 185 to 190, um, which is a healthy weight for me. But yeah, I mean, it's always something that I have to deal with and manage. You know? Yeah, but it sounds like that's what everybody does when they go through a breakup. Like you're like, what was wrong with me? What did I do wrong? Instead sure. of because in this situation, literally, you just weren't a woman. It didn't have yeah. anything to do with you, but you were like, oh, it's my body. And it made you like have yeah. um horrible body image issues. But the it, body issue was that you literally had a penis. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, is that true in most? I know, but that's what we all do when we go through breakups. We're like, what? Especially when someone breaks up with you and it's out of the blue. I think that, like my friend Tori, and she talks about it a lot. Tori Piskin, she's a comedian. But when her partner broke up with her out of the blue, it was very much like a. It's like getting slapped in the face because you're not expecting it because they're acting like everything is okay. And then, well, I know for you, you weren't having sex, but I think like the fact that 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 was a big, um, you know, her saying I'm not attracted to you, but it just turns out just it was just your your gender. Unless she yeah. is bisexual, but it sounds like even if she was bisexual, if she's now living with a woman, it sounds like she leans more towards yeah. that. So yeah. yeah. So we love your body, okay? Go give your body a hug. We I hate people doing that. Yeah. We, we and I I don't mean to be bad to people because we all do it, but we like try to figure out what was wrong with us or what you know, unless you're like a you're stabbing people or you're a gaslighter or you're like a cunt. Um <laughs> you know, you're probably it's not nothing to do with you you know it's probably just yeah. the other person whatever they're going through or whatever they need to figure well, out I, I will say that i probably like myself more now than i have in a long time but part of that is just because so i'm i'm like in my mid-30s and it took me getting into my 30s to get into comedy and to really embrace the person that i wanted to be and since then it's you know been a journey of of chasing that stuff and that in and of itself has kind of given me the freedom and permission to be myself. So, I mean, regardless of looks or anything else that alone, um, you know, and I know that you chased comedy too, but at a younger age, but I mean, it's, I think once you find that passion or whatever you're calling is that makes a big difference anyway. Yeah, it's true because I find like, I would hate, Oh my God, I would be devastated if me and my boyfriend broke up just because he's like the nicest person in the world. But also it's so nice to have comedy you know you have something that's like at your core the thing you love the thing that you know you'll you'll go on doing for sure Um, and the community you get around that is like pretty special yeah that's for sure like yeah 
yes I half agree with that and then the other half I'm like there's some mental people well you're around more stand-ups yeah I'm I'm around more improvisers so I think those are two different uh groups I guess I do love like I love my friends and stuff as well but I'm like I there is there is sometimes where you see people where and you can see it they're being friends with people for what they can get them and I know that that's kind of the world we're in but I just I love genuine friendships and I love genuine people so um yeah and then like there's no HR and you kind of just have to always like really mind yourself and be kind of wary to a certain extent of people's um but yeah but look that's most jobs I think yeah Uh, well yeah I want to round this off on the Halloween bits because (coughs) so um Halloween was originated in Ireland so Sauron and then it became Hallows Halloween because it was like a Christian thing then they were like celebrating Hmm uh saints on november 1st so halloween was hallows eve i was like right. i didn't realize that i'm sure it was somewhere either, yeah. back or pumpkins came from ireland or so basically there was a guy called jack i forgot his last name and there was this like um fear that the devil would walk the streets during halloween so he put um he carved out a little hole in a turnip and he put a, a little candle so that would be like jack-o'-lanterns and they would right. he would like walk around with that and then people started putting them in their windows in ireland uh-huh. back in the day to scare off the devil so he wouldn't wander into a house and then when irish americans went to ireland or i mean to america sorry um they there wasn't a lot of turnips so they just used pumpkins so like okay. even the amount of americans who'd be like i didn't know our uh, halloween was from ireland and i'm yeah. like your pumpkins your pumpkins are actually an irish tradition it's just well it was technically i guess a version of an Irish tradition. Right. And then there's like Dracula was wrote in Ireland, which is cool. Um, and there's Have like, you tried the- candy corn yet though, since you're on our podcast. No. Oh yeah. I forgot. Sorry. I'm going to since- Amazon you some candy corn. So where you can, you can try. <laughs> well, I'm watching a scary movie tonight with my boyfriend. I love Halloween. And I, so I just did a radio show with uh, Sean Donnelly um, okay. and Kevin McCaffrey. And they were saying they were asking about Halloween and I was like oh do you know they wanted to do a Halloween episode and I was like did you know originate in Ireland and they were like no and I was like oh that's so funny that you've an Irish guest on but they were like he was like Sean was saying like how um it's very like where people want to get out of their own their normal life to like dress up and stuff and he was like I don't feel like we have to do that as comedians because we're constantly like performing and dressing up but Mm -hmm. I think for me Halloween is like the one a holiday where you don't feel obligated to spend time with your family um you can really just relax and watch movies and that's unlike back in ireland when i was growing up the there was only like three or four channels that we had and so they always played scary movies during halloween so that's when i would get all my scary movie and i love scary movies so it was like you had permission to just relax watch movies and not feel obligated to go to like a family dinner and i'm not i i do like those but I just love that way and it's like windy out so it's like um perfect spooky movie weather and yeah, you can just sure. have yeah. you seen midnight mass on netflix no should i watch it oh it's amazing okay yeah, i'll write that absolutely. down wait yeah, i gotta write new, out my... the same people that did um the haunting of hill house series okay. they did this one it's so so good okay we're gonna watch fright night tonight because oh, nice. he hasn't seen it and I love that I've seen both of them the original and the Colin Farrell yeah, yeah. we're gonna watch Colin Farrell because he's handsome and pretty to watch I watched Freaky there recently as well I love like a good horror it's comedy fun. yeah yeah me too so good there was um so what with the sex and dating podcast as well so we've obviously had on oh, like for the listeners as well I want to also have more like sex experts on especially after watching Goop I'm like I do need to go mm-hmm. back to that I've kind of fallen off the wagon a bit which is like interviewing friends and stuff which are always great and it's great stories but this reminded me of it because there was this um 
there's this like ghostish story like legend of this woman called Darkie Kelly and there's all these different versions of it but basically she was um a brothel owner and when she got impregnated by this like rich guy uh she asked him for financial aid and then he accused her of witchcraft and so there's two versions of the story one is that she was she was definitely burned at a stake. She was hung and then burnt at a stake, which was weird because at the time for men, it would you wouldn't get both. So they're just like, oh, they really hate. And it, I hate the way men do that. They're like, oh, we like they want to go have sex work. They want to go have sex. Um, but then they're like extra nasty when it doesn't go their way. Like with women, that really annoys me. But um, yeah, somehow I knew you weren't going to say that they got married and lived happily ever no, after. Fucking bastards. So, but there's two versions is that she went and got hung and burned to the stake because she had killed someone. Um, and they were saying she was the first ever serial killer and there was five men uh, murdered behind, underneath her brothel. But then the other version is that she just asked this guy for financial aid and he was like, which? And then he got her burned at the, and then he said that she killed the baby underneath Santana satanic like ritual and all this stuff but there was never like a baby body found so um yeah that was like and now that is like a sort of urban legend about this first ever serial killer woman but they're not really sure if that's what was true but she was definitely burnt at the stake which is like awful and so that's that's some wild stuff the witchcraft and salem and it's really uh, depressing when you start looking into it well, that's why with your friend is the medium. You don't want to say she's crazy because it's like, oh, no. you wouldn't have gotten away with this 200 years ago. Um, and then apparently this woman like uh, haunts like this stairway to hell part in Dublin, uh, which I never heard of before. I did this research. But um, but yeah, I didn't even know that there was someone burnt at a stake in Ireland. And apparently a yeah. lot. There's been a few like sex workers who were um which is just shit oh because it's like there was another case where his son so the same guy his actual son uh raped a 13 year old girl and it was at a brothel she was just delivering something but he never got in trouble but the woman who ran the brothel got in trouble she got arrested for tamper for like witness tamper tampering with a witness or something which is crazy she like how is that but anyway i know that was back in the day but when i was googling like ghost stories i don't know why these real horror stories came up of ireland do you often end your podcast on such a positive note of of burning (laughs) no uh, my god no it's just that i literally googled ghost stories of ireland and these horror Uh, these actual horror stories really sad um, there was then also like the white lady, which is a ghost story because apparently mm. she still haunts uh, Kinsale. And I remember going to the castle when I was younger. So I've always think about it a little bit. But um, she it's this. Oh, fuck. I forget the name of the castle. But base. Oh, everybody listening is going to be like, you're an idiot. We remember. <laughs> but it's in Kinsale anyway. And um, sure. She married. A, she married a soldier. Her father ran, he was like the boss of the castle. I forget what the name is, like a general or something. Uh-huh. Um, and then when she was two days after the marriage, her and the soldier were walking along. Um, so this is like a, this castle was like a star shaped. It was a great for like protecting it, uh, Ireland. It like, there was like that nine years where Ireland was like fighting against England. So there was like right. a, but I think this, this was after that. Um, it was like in the 17th century, but she uh, she saw like a rose, a white rose at the bottom of the castle. And he was like, I'll go down and get it. But then the soldier on duty was like, I'll go down like the watchman. And he was like, you stay here. But they'd been partying all day from like the wedding. So it was like that day or something. I don't know. But anyway, he fell asleep and the dad comes out, sees one of his soldiers asleep and shoots him. 
in the heart, but actually it's her, his, when he sees that it's his daughter's husband, he's like, oh, fuck, I made a mistake. So he throws himself off the the castle into the like rocks below. And then when the wow. wife comes out, the daughter, she sees her dad dead below and her husband shot. She throws herself off as well. Jeez. So now the ghost story is that she just like wanders around being like, yeah, that's like um, La uh, I'm not even gonna try to say it, but there's a ghost in uh, Mexican lore, like La Llorona, I think. With my cold, it's hard to say, but similar thing. She's known for like drowning children in the water, and it's like a super sad uh, origin story for her as well. Oh, but, see, so sad. That's yeah. thing. If ghosts are true, I guess it's always they've been something traumatic has happened, and they haven't like moved past it. So right. if mediums are real and they're helping, they're like therapy. They're therapists of the yeah. ghost world. Yeah good for them well or is this the end of the podcast i think so that was really it i just gave me that look like i think it's over i just wanted to mention that because it's like i didn't realize i forgot like how spiritual ireland is and like then i saw something about there was a zombie dwarf who like ran around Derry. i never heard about that what and it was funny with this the dracula thing i'm this i i come up with conspiracy theories okay i just make them up in my head but he wrote You'll fit right in in America. Then, if that's... I know, right? Well, I think America is a whole conspiracy theory because America <laughs> is like it is. It's, it's all the rich and they pit everybody against each other. But all of the poor who are mad at each other are still poor. So it's like um, <laughs> there, there has to be something going on here. I just it's just it doesn't make any sense that there's so much money, but there's like no health care and people are like people are they struggle so much over here. Like you come over here like on oh, American dream and you can live your dreams. And it's like that's very rare that that happens people yeah it's like some of you can live your dream yeah people really struggle and they do a lot for like and a lot of people who come over doing a lot for a better life who come from like awful like worn stricken areas or whatever and they are still like struggling so much because it's just so hard like and taxes and everything oh she's so anyway i want to stay so don't kick me out um but (laughs) and when i get really wealthy when i make it i'll give loads of money to people um but like stuff like uh oh yeah so he he lived through the famine and so i just think it's interesting that he wrote dracula i wonder if he saw some like hungry irish people eating each other or like drinking each other's bloods or something yeah probably some pretty desperate stuff i'm sure mm-hmm. to influence that i i hate to say it i've never read dracula i have it on my audible account and i've tried a couple times it's just so long and old it's hard for me to get through no i can't the only old books i've read are charles dickens uh, great expectations yeah. I read that when I was 13. And I was like, that's me done. I don't need to do anymore. So, well, where can tell the people um, your podcast is Real Hauntings? Yeah. So you can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. Um, our Instagram and TikTok is Real Hauntings Podcast. We put a lot of content on Instagram or, you know, we try to put keep everybody updated on Instagram. We do some stuff on TikTok too. It's a little more hit or miss. Um, but yeah, check us out. If you need your ghost fill, uh, you can definitely get it from our podcast. We've had a lot of interesting guests on like Katie, um, has been on a couple of times and we've always enjoyed her coming on. We always get a nice Ireland bump when she comes on. So it's, we always end up in the top 100 whenever, uh, you make an appearance. So we always so appreciate nice. that. And we've had people on like Jojo Wright, uh, who's one of the, uh, radio DJs or host on iHeartRadio and Kiss FM out in LA. Uh, Kelsey Davies um, from TikTok and just a bunch of different people. But we've also had a lot of quote unquote, like just normal 
people, you know, fans that want to come on and share their supernatural stories. And some of the stories, I mean, we've had people say that they've had to literally turn the episodes off because they're so scary. And I think that even if you don't believe in ghosts, know that the people that are sharing these stories, they believe their stories are real. And I think that adds a dimension of truth to the stories that, that literally will give you chills. I mean, there are times when I'm editing that I have to take a break because the stuff is so scary. And the last uh, plug for our podcast, I'll give, we had a 19 year old medium on our podcast at the end of the episode, she told the other two hosts that she could see an old woman standing behind them. And we have had this ghost lady that she supposedly saw bleed through our podcast like five or six times. Usually it's our fans telling us that they hear her at X minute mark and we go back and check and sure enough, she's there. But the craziest thing, because I always kind of just attributed that to like Zoom mess ups or whatever. But the craziest thing, we had one episode where Kat and JJ just stopped talking, turned and looked at each other. And I was like, what's what what are y'all doing? What's going on? And they were like, we just heard the ghost noise out loud in our room. And JJ is very skeptical and he literally looked like he had just heard a ghost. And sure enough, when I went back in editing, it was clear as day. You could just hear this whispery ghost lady oh, talking. Stop. I'm yeah. alone. Sam's yeah, gone. It's, this is terrifying. It's super creepy. And if you want to just jump to kind of hear some of that stuff, you can go to our best of uh, episode from 2000, uh, 2020. Terrifying uh, and hear that, but yeah, check out the podcast. People seem to dig it. We're really excited. Um, and just keep trucking along. Hopefully, at some point we can tour it. That's kind of the 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 big goal for me, anyway, as, as somebody who loves performing comedy and just loves interviewing interesting people. For me, I think I could interview anybody. Like, I find I my thought is like every ordinary person is extraordinary. It just takes a couple questions to find out what makes them interesting. And I'm sure you feel the same way. So yeah. Okay, well, I'm terrified, so that's great. Uh, I still have to shower and hopefully not get murdered in the shower. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a blast. And, I and wish do you, you have a personal Instagram you want people to follow or just the... Um, no, not really. I have a uh, Noah Daniels account, but it's it's more just for the really hardcore fans that can seek it okay. out and find it. Um, but yeah, no, just our main account's fine. I pretty... I, Kat and I both run it, but it's usually me that answers a lot of the requests and stuff so if you want to reach out just drop us a dm there okay perfect well thank you so much I'm all right stop thanks this. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're the best. Everybody go follow and listen. 
and have a great life and if uh, you don't hear from me it's because a ghost got me i keep looking in the background of this being like is there a ghost okay